Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, hello. Please delete as appropriate. I am Andy Anatko, and this is episode 267 of the Material Podcast. And with us, as always, as gratefully, is our friend, our colleague, our treasure, Florence Island. Thank you, Andy. Yay. Thank you for making me feel like a treasure. <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you, the demands of every day are not making me feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you think they, we're all hidden treasures now. It, true, but you think they would have gotten gone easier on us because, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic and, you know, a civil war and just just absolute chaos. Yeah, How are it's, you, Andy? it's... <laughs> Uh, again, I'm just I'm just glad that years and years ago I set the trend of first thing I do when I wake up is I'm going to read the comics. I'm going to spend 15 to 20 minutes reading comic strips from four or five different sources, and then I'm going to dip into like my inbox. Let's start with a selfish sort of right. Uh, what's what's happened in the world, right? And then maybe electively, maybe even later in the day, we'll we'll expand that that sort of thing. Today, it's uh, like uh, yes, yesterday was bad because uh, this that was a MacBreak Weekly day, and there was so much Apple news, and I didn't actually like check in on the mainstream news until like noon. <laughs> so it was like, oh, new my Max, oh, <laughs> big <laughs> Greg Joswiak is now the okay, got it, okay. I'll have to oh, read that. This. Exp- that explains because I I saw a lot of commotion from that side, but I'm. I never know if it's just everybody collectively decided to start talking about Max and Apple <laughs> or if that means some news has come along, you know. Um, so that's interesting. Well, I kind of feel like everybody was having a day of it, though. The other day, this mm-hmm. this week is like one of those weeks that I think it's going to have a couple days that are just slogging. Um, I, in particular, have been thinking about the slog that has just come with the fact that there's not, I mean, okay, so I was flipping over the laundry before we did our recording today, right? I was just doing that a moment ago. And I was just kind of thinking about, yeah, you know, it's really great that like I work from home, I'm a freelancer because I have the little bits of time to be able to like go in and change over the laundry to make sure that Mona has clean burp cloths. Um, and then I realized, wait a minute, that's like kind of messed up. <laughs> that I'm thinking that this is such a good thing because what I'm doing is essentially making space for these two things at the same time, instead of just focusing on one particular thing and, and acing it, if that makes sense. It's like, I'm, I'm just trying so hard to become this multitasker. I think in part because that's what society has, the expectation that's been placed on me. Um, And the other fact is just that, there is so much to do and I'm realizing I know everybody's like Duffalo, you should have known this before you got pregnant. But yeah, having a kid is a lot of like it's a lot of multitasking and choosing which bits of yourself to give priority to and which bits of the kid to give priority to. And it's very difficult to like manage all that. So yesterday, which was Tuesday, I had heard about the news that Google was doing this like homeschooling feature, this thing called a family bell, which is basically you set it up for the Google Assistant to kind of have a bell, like if you're at school and, you know, you would set up like periods or blocks or whatever. Um, and I I started to get a little angry 
<laughs> because the expectation that society has placed on us is to juggle everything and just be able to do it. And the pandemic, I have been reading nothing but friends with school-age kids who are just exhausted. Yesterday in particular, I had heard from a couple of other parenting friends just about like how exhausted they are that they're basically homeschooling, but also trying to, you know, stay on the job track. And it made me kind of angry. Like I understood what Google was trying to do with the, it was, here's a spotlight on the assistant. Here's a way that you can use it that might help like take a little bit of a, the edge off of what is already a really difficult time. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the notion of that, but I was angry at the societal expectation and the fact that this has been allowed into society and that the tech company instead of i mean i what am i i don't know why i'm expecting the tech company to like take a stand for us you know folks but it just it just sucked i don't know it, it just was a sucky reminder it was it was hard to think about the benefit of the assistant because of the fact that i have seen so many people i have read so many people that are just suffering right now trying to manage it all and they've been failed because they have no help thanks for letting me take over with a soapbox by the way <laughs> just i realize it's a bit so, existential but I'm, I'm i'm trying to make sure i understand exactly like what the what the reaction was mm. that it's uh, it's that it's it's disappointing in the extreme that such a thing is necessary where so much of I'm not sure I understand. It's just like frustrating that somebody at Google thought, I don't know. Now I'm afraid I'm going to like dig myself into a hole no, and, no, no, no. and possibly offend someone. But um, it's frustrating that that was an idea that could be on the table because of the fact because everybody is suffering from this one thing, which is that there is no work life balance. OK, when you're also the homeschooling parent sort of thing. And so it's like somebody at Google had to say, you know what, we're all super frustrated, but let's do something cutesy with assistant to try and like make the situation a little easier. But why are we in this situation in the first place? And it, I love the idea of the family bell, but and I that was such a great like that's such a great way to kind of market it and say like, hey, parents, you can use this to help break up the day. I know this is really hard, but it doesn't solve the core societal problem. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. And I shouldn't have any expectation for Google to fix that. I'm just frustrated that we're at this place where it's like everybody is in the same hole. And instead of people throwing in ladders to help us get out of the hole, instead of like, you know, people focusing on preaching for new societal norms and a little more social safety net, like instead we're having tech companies market stuff to us because of this. That's what bothers me. Yeah. It bothers me that that's the point where we're at. It's like, hey, I know stuff really sucks right now, but and I know that's how marketing works. And I'm sure somebody when they came up with the idea is because I know Googlers are dealing with this, too. Like everybody is dealing with the the idea of, you know, homeschooling your kid and also like working. But I'm just mad that we're at this point. Does that make sense? It's just no, no. I I'm just I, mad I how understand. screwed up the whole situation is. That's what I'm mad about. It, it's also uh, endemic to technology at its best helps us 
and enables us and emboldens us to be the mm-hmm. better, the best version of ourselves, both as individuals and as a society. Technology at it at its worst helps us to overlook big problems that really need to be solved and they're fundamental that's, ones. That's so, it. That's it. It's just let's market this to you instead of bringing up the fact that this is like I don't know, it would have been co- obviously well, like, I, I mean, think yeah. I mean I mean things things like um uh analytics that will help a- a- analytics and sensors that help uh uh uh, help the management uh, running a, a warehouse to figure out where are the weaknesses in this mm-hmm. workflow and how to get the most productivity out of their workers mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, and that will help you to ignore the fact that you are not hiring enough workers for your warehouse you have exactly you are understaffed exactly. for the job and you're basically trying to figure out how to make uh, three workers do the job of five mm-hmm. workers instead that's, of that's the exact yeah. parallel of what I'm feeling. Absolutely. It's yeah. just that this, this doesn't, it's just a bandaid over a really, really serious problem, which is that, um, which is the educational system in the US of A. Uh, so I know it was kind of a heavy way to start, but I just, it was something I was thinking about while I was flipping over the laundry. Um, that isn't to say that I'm not super thankful for all the time that I have with my little baby right now, because also before we started recording, I started to tell you about how we have to start feeding her like real food with real flavor. (laughs) And it's, (laughs) it's wild. It's wild. And that's what I'm choosing to focus on to get through these days. How are you, Andy? (laughs) 10 minutes into our podcast. (laughs) Well, see, this is, this is an opportunity. If you, if you start her off on like the, the top drawer liquors, Instead of like you know the get 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 that palate so refined that she she will never like see now you'll you'll be now okay people listening might be thinking ooh ooh Andy's suggesting that you know you start start feeding an infant alcohol that's okay that is what I'm saying but the point is <laughs> that this means that by the time you know she's twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen right. whatever age that teenagers become when they start like going to like house parties and so ooh, ooh, my parents are gone for the weekend and they'll get there and they'll be the one kid there who doesn't get into trouble doesn't drunk drive doesn't you know get into bad situations because they'll She'll look know. at ooh like you you're telling me that you literally took every piece of hard liquor you found and put into one pot oh ooh don't don't you know that like okay first of all when you have a single malt you or or you know that's this is first of all this is a dessert wine we're not going to start the party with a port okay it's sort it's more of an earthy <laughs> thing we want to start with like a with a maybe a claret maybe a, yeah see Right, because you're rating the parents' liquor, so it's all like you know top shelf stuff. Uh, actually, it's really funny that you bring that up because uh, totally, totally random flow family story. But my mom, who has been the only one that I've really been seeing in this pandemic, bec- and also because she's been helping out with the kid, she has been slowly like moving in. <laughs> Which means, in, by that I mean, she doesn't live with me. She. She lives in another house, but she's been bringing over things to like store here, clothes, shoes for when she goes out for her walk with, you know, Mona so that she can come in sandals or whatever. And she started putting stuff in the fridge. She brought over 
O'Doul's. <laughs> Which, by the way, didn't know what it was until she brought it over. And when I mentioned it to my husband, well, he opened the fridge and he's like, why do we have O'Doul's in the fridge? And I'm like, my mom brought it over. She has been drinking it because it's like beer, but it's like whatever, half the calories, blah, blah, blah. And It's basically um, wheat soda. That's a good way of putting it. And so it just made me think of that because, yeah, I have O'Doul's in my fridge now in case. My God, it's 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 great to it's great to watch like these sort of generational evolutions because <laughs> there 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 used to there used to be a period and I don't know whether it's individual timelines or just society timelines where it's like for, maybe it's more of a male stereotype saying wait a minute like I've I mean she's my girlfriend and I I really really like her maybe I even love her but I just realized she like she, she started off but she now she has her own toothbrush in the bathroom and now she like she she bought some she bought her favorite like drinks oh, and now right. those in the fridge like she's she's now she's like starts trying to infiltrate my life now and I, I don't know I don't know that's a bad thing but I just don't know how I feel about that okay well on that discussion because we've now turned this into flow personal time um. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. If I share this on the podcast, no tagging. So anybody listening, do not tag my mother. <laughs> and she already knows that I was very upset about this because we had a discussion about it. Um, the other day, my mom was watching Mona. I was working. It was it was a weekend and I was like catching up on work and I hear boiling in the other room. And so I go out to get, you know, get a refill on my water and I see that there's carrots boiling on the stove and I'm just like, it's three in the afternoon. Why is my mom boiling carrots? And so I asked my mom why she's boiling carrots, and she said that she wanted to uh, make boiled carrots for Mona. Mind you, Mona has never had boiled carrots before, so my mother decided that she was just going to give her food that day. Anyway, this is totally like a parenting thing, but uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I've infiltrated our our talk about my my parenting life, but this is what I'm going through, folks. And, well, the whole point of this catch-up chatting sesh is so you know the personal environment of andy and Flo. <laughs> i i totally i totally understand because I, I don't have kids myself but i have nieces and nephews and i know that you know the excitement that every new parent looks forward yes. to like they, they want to be the ones to yes. introduce their children to root vegetables Yes. You know, and to deny that's, that's you, like it's the like the big thing I'm looking forward to. This is all I have to look forward to, too, right now. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I can't eat anywhere. I can't, like, you know, all the hiking spots are like overrun with people who've suddenly decided that they're also outdoor people. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. you None of you were here a year ago when I tried to do this trail, but now 24 of you have showed up into a parking spot for three. I just. <sighs> I feel like we should take a break so I can like chill and then <laughs> we can get into the before, real business. Be, what, one, one last thing before, because I, I, I have to ask you this. What, what, yes. Now, what does turning the laundry mean? Oh, I just meant um, taking it from the wash to the dry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, turning it over. So That's interesting. I have, I have never heard it described that way. I knew, it's possible I, knew it was I just made that up in my head and <laughs> I started using it, but but that's how I described it in my head. Um, and because of my bilingualism, I like for some reason mix up English all the time. So <laughs> to me, it's you know turning it. 
I thought I, I thought there, I thought this was like you know when I when Olden I say days like <laughs> just <laughs> turning the laundry in a giant you know pool of water and soap. See, I was, yeah. see, I, I, I was, I was imagining like how, how sometimes like, um, I, I have, I have done this once or twice when I'm having guests like overnight guests over, and like all the towels in my linen closet are clean. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I only, you know, I, yes. I only go through like a two or three like a week, and so the, and just to, just to sort of like as the last round of like cleaning up the house, I might actually go into the linen closet and like take out the towels and put them back in so that like and actually maybe flip them over so that the 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 laundered side that has not been exposed to air seems like fresher just just in case they're one of those people who like 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 in the downy commercial who fresh fluffy towel mashed into my face Mm, they don't want to like smell whatever's been like in the dead air space in that closet for I love that you do that, Andy. See, that kind of stuff would make me trust to be a guest at your house because that's the kind of care that I have for guests at my house. You know, I want somebody um, yeah. to just think of the little things. I'm 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 paranoid. My my general actually my general rule is that the uh, every time that uh, the the only times I ever like buy new pillowcases is when I'm having like yes. guests over because <laughs> I will buy the new pillowcases. They will get whether they will get the they, they will get the new pillowcases, and then like after like a couple of days when they go, then those pillowcases go onto my bed <laughs> because I don't right I, or, or they not, get tossed into the general pile of just like, yeah well yeah linens. well so, well well also for also same thing for like pillows too because I know you it's you don't you get used to like the thing that you put your head against like night for night for night and you do and you do laundry and you strip the bed but like I've you, I've we've been in that situation where again, love these people. You're at their house, best friends forever. You realize that this is an old pillow. This is <laughs> this has been drooled upon by no. <laughs> by many oh, a. No. <laughs> and you're not going to say oh. anything because it's per, you know it's probably clean and you sh- you shouldn't have been like you anyway. know it's just a little musty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just, that's, we, so that, hmm. that's why I'll say you know, okay, I'll treat myself to a new like set of like fifty dollar pillows when I have an, uh, over, overnight guests. It'll be it'll be good and they will appreciate that. I also I also think that they kind of appreciate that there, there's a little bit of I I have to think there's a little bit of relief when they see like the creases and like the. That's it. Oh, okay. This is new. He didn't just like take something out of the hamper and realize that at the last minute. Uh, but yes, let's uh, let us take a break because uh, we have much, 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 much to talk to this week about. This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN lets you access the internet as if you're from a different country. Netflix has different shows and movies available depending on where you are. With ExpressVPN, you can unlock thousands of new shows and movies from streaming libraries around the globe. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast. You can stream everything in HD quality with zero buffering. ExpressVPN is available on every device, phones, laptops, tablets, even your TV. ExpressVPN works with many streaming services, Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. It's so simple to use. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location, hit connect, and then refresh the page and the show or movie you want to watch will magically appear. 
I love to use ExpressVPN because it helps me stay in touch with what's going on in Romania, even though I'm not living there. I got to know what's happening with my cousins in the motherland. I like to use ExpressVPN not only to tune in to the Romanian news channels, but also to log into Netflix as it would appear in Romania, which gives me access to movies and TVs in the Romanian language that I would not have access to here in the U.S. If you use this link right now, expressvpn.com slash material, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com dot com slash material. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, first off, we've got some business to take care of in the case of two pieces of business news, one big, one little. Uh, right before I think we uh, we recorded last week, uh, Alphabet had its second quarter earnings call. Uh, some news there, just that uh, it's a, the, the headline in most of the business trades were that Alphabet posted its first year-to-year revenue decline in custom, in company history. Uh, not a disastrous thing. They were still obviously they're still profitable, but year-to-year this quarter last year they were not doing as well. And obviously, um, a lot of a lot of businesses are getting a mulligan for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, uh, the market seemed to say, you know what, we get it. And so the stock price actually, I think they uh, Alphabet wound up up for up one percent, some negligible amount, but it didn't take a dive. It's a, it's only disappointing compared to <laughs> Apple, which also had its quarterly earnings call. Uh, they said, "Well, gosh, we our biggest we we are predicting a big big liability in that uh, our insurance rates are going up. You see, we have so much money." that we we're running out of places to stack it up. And so it's blocking a lot of the fire exits here at the headquarters. Uh, we tend to address that, but that is going to, uh, increased insurance rates and that sort of thing. Uh, but okay. So, okay. And, and uh, Apple stock price went up, 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 up on this news. Wow, so yeah. but, but we're not, we're not going to compare, uh, you know, one sibling to another, not that they're siblings. Well, they're siblings in like running the country. Well, but and they still. make their businesses in such, and really, they make their money in really such different realms, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, well, we'll get to it, but I, I kind of feel like what's going down is really. Right. It was also, um, and, and also it should be mentioned that Alphabet still beat uh, the analyst estimates. So there's probably another reason why people were comfortable with uh, with with the results. I mean, no nobody had really high expectations uh, second, second earnings quarter uh, since the pandemic hit. Um, mm-hmm. The star of uh, the portfolio of, uh, of Alphabet this uh, this quarter was uh, Google Cloud. Uh, it beat much, much predictions. It was up more than 43% year on year. Uh, maybe not surprising, again, because uh, so many uh, people are now relying on cloud services, cloud computing, right. uh, Google Suite. Uh, that's basically everything that requires connection to a, a Google server. Right. Uh, so up 43%. Uh, in the earnings call, they even mentioned that uh, hiring, although hiring at the company has slowed down and sort of reversed uh, and been frozen, uh, they're actually hiring more people in for cloud because it's such a big part of the business. I was actually, uh, this is also a good time when you're looking at this report to remind yourself of where each of these companies is making its money from. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was surprised to find that uh, uh, Google's usual ding is that, oh, well, you're just an ad company. And they do make, uh, they made $3.8 billion from the ad business. 
but they did make uh, $3 billion uh, just from the cloud computing, uh, the, the Google cloud business. So it's not as though Google has all of its eggs in advertising. So if they were... It's they wouldn't be just like the the news. I suppose the news that Apple wants to deliver is that no 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 we don't just make iPhones. Hey, look at this pie chart. We're making like only twenty four twenty five percent from iPhone sales. We got other businesses and their cloud business is actually doing very very well, very well too. So they're getting the the COVID bump. Um, they're also uh, speaking of the COVID bump mm. uh, is uh, <laughs> other revenues. Uh, it's also way, way up, uh, a 26% increase over uh, last year's quarter. Um, and that category includes Play Store purchases. So that's that involves people who are at home who are buying things from I was the Play say. Store. Um, bad news, as well, bad news as usual is uh, the category, famous category, Other Bets. This is the hopper that Alphabet tosses all of its experimental stuff, the stuff that it's mm-hmm. investing in ideas that they hope will turn into businesses. Uh, Waymo, the self-driving car company, for instance, is uh, in other bets. Um, that's way, way down. That's down 8%. Uh, it lost $1.1 billion uh, this quarter. Uh, it's interesting comparing how they treat other bets now to where they treated other bets four or five or six years ago. Uh, when they got new financial management and the new CFO, one of the priorities going in was we are no longer going to just simply have an open checkbook for uh, for pie in the sky ideas. At some mm-hmm. point, we're going to have you're, you're we will we will we are definitely uh, a company that likes to develop new technologies and new ideas. But the clock is ticking. At some point, you're going to have to prove you're, you're going to have to turn this into a business, ideally a new unit under Alphabet. And so the it's uh, it's too bad that they don't really break down uh, subcategories underneath other best so we can see how individual ideas are panning out uh, because it's this is the, this is the most ex- research and development is the most exciting part of any company at the scale of Google or Apple and it's you'd hope to see, you'd hope that the really really cool stuff is stuff that they're saying no we have a five year plan for this uh, and we're not yet at the revenue generating part of the plan that's why we're putting so much money into it as opposed to well we have this idea of drone delivered flan and we're trying to do Google market search on trying to figure out what types of flans to deliver uh, via, our, via our drones, whether we need to get some sort of a chemical agent into the flan recipe to make a more stable sort of flan uh, for the drone delivery. Uh, it's it's that, that's some that's one area in which I would love to see uh, get a peek under the hood and see how things work. So things that things are going OK wasn't as cheery as we would like to be. Again, spectacular results from Apple. Uh, again, particularly under very, very difficult, uh, difficult circumstances, uh, Alphabet com- comparatively did OK, did better than people were expecting. Uh, and good to see that the, it would it would have been very, very disturbing if we didn't see these huge leaps in Google Cloud's business. That would kind of indicate that they're not doing things that they should be doing. if They can't take advantage of this uh, this environment. But so it's had had to be an OK way to finish the week after literally loosening Sundar loosening his tie and then uh, coming on the plane home from, excuse me, uh, uh, on the walk from his fake office uh, at the congressional testimony hearings into the, uh, the, the the phone bank office where he was going to be participating in the, in the earnings call. I'm just like, I just was kind of thinking about how underwhelming this all is. And it just doesn't, it, it kind of sounds grim 
like the picture that you're painting of this <laughs> earnings call. Um, I don't know if that's a, I feel like it's something we're really exploring a lot on this podcast when we kind of choose the news that we cover is exploring how this is all very different under in the time that we're dealing with right now. And just like this feels really underwhelming. And the thing that you're saying about Alphabet and just how we don't have a trajectory or really an understanding of what's going to benefit us consumers out of that Alphabet division, um, it just makes it really hard to get excited. <laughs> it feels, it just, it all feels just very tepid. It's like, Okay. Um, and I'm also like thinking and I and I hope that this I don't have like a hundred facts to back this up right now, but I just have a I'm just wondering if the right people are leading Google right now. Hmm. If they were ready for all the onslaught of everything that was about to hit them. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's you know that, what I mean? That, yeah, you're right. That's that's definitely a good thing to point out. Um, it came out, for instance, that uh, Apple, uh, after uh, after getting through a couple of different pandemics uh, over the pre- previous 10 years, had created sort of a disaster plan for exactly this sort of situation. So, I mean, nobody can be prepared for a worldwide pandemic. But I also However, mean the antitrust stuff, because okay, all of that, I think, also adds a huge, you know, just a cloud of stress on top of everything else. On top of that, you have, and this has been going on for years... Um, I think 2017 is when it really started to to fire up is uh, all of the I'm trying to think of the terminology to describe it just but what's the, the workplace issues, the workplace issues that have come out about Google and what's been going on there. And I just feel like all of this stuff is starting to really pile down. And the pandemic was the final just like layer that just really sunk it in. And we're starting to see it in these little bits of news. Right here. And so I'm just wondering, again, if we have the right people managing all this, if maybe this is a little over their head because maybe they're more technology oriented <laughs> than they are otherwise. No, I don't know yeah. what I'm thinking of the word, but everything else. <laughs> so that's my that's my little train. Yeah. Train of thought. It's, I don't know. It's it's hard to imagine what the uh, what the. Uh, Alphabet's world and Facebook's world and even Apple's world is going to be like in the next uh, two or three years. Even Apple is getting heat over uh, – they're at least being asked to, well, prove to us that you're not uh, uh, you're not taking advantage of your control over the iPhone app market. Uh, prove to us that you're not uh, deleting apps from the App Store that you feel are competing with Apple services uh, and uh, as you said, yeah. Apple is in very, very different differences. It's, it's Apple is in very different uh, businesses than Facebook and Google. Google is in a business where it's very, very. It's this is this is the sort of thing where uh, I like to say because I, I believe it's true, but it can be it can it can come across as a kind of a <laughs> jerkish sort of thing to say that one of the reasons one of the reasons why. Apple isn't under quite so much scrutiny uh, from antitrust uh, antitrust regulators is that very little of what they do is actually important. That when you look at mm. like if if I uh, if if I mm-hmm. put myself in a hypothetical situation mm-hmm. where God tells me that okay well 
this here is I can't. It's it's one of those butterfly effect sort of things here, Andy, where I can't. You couldn't possibly exp- uh, understand the mechanisms of what's going on, but all of creation will end unless one of these four companies were to disappear right now: Apple, uh, <laughs> Apple, Google, Microsoft, or Facebook. Uh, and you have to pick the one that that disappears. Mm-hmm. I would probably, oddly enough, for the, the I would probably, oddly enough, choose Apple to disappear because, and Google it's would just probably hardware. Be, <laughs> yeah, well, because it's everything. Everything that they do, another company also does. They might not do it as well right. as Apple, but it's also covered. If you say there is now no more Google, now you say that, okay, well, there's no more Google Search and there's no more Google Docs, and uh-huh, there's no more Google Maps, uh-huh. there's no more Google Translate. There's, there's no, no more longer, Chromebooks for the classroom. There's no more Android, a free operating system. That mm-hmm. will screw over a lot of people. You take mm-hmm. away Microsoft, you can absolutely uh, correctly say that Windows is by no means an elegant operating system, but it is the gear. Uh, uh, Windows and Microsoft Office, they are the gears that drive pretty much every bureaucratic entity in the in the world that would be a big hit facebook too i would like to <laughs> i would i i would more i would like to put facebook inside uh, calvin and hobbs transmogrification <laughs> box as opposed to eradication <laughs> however if that's the, the only if that's the only thing that i've got available to me the fact of the matter is that one it is the social glue that uh, that uh, connects all kinds of families and all kinds of social groups. Yeah. It's also in many parts of the world. Essentially, Facebook is the internet to this region yeah. of the world. It connects so many people. Yeah. It's just, it's not. Andy, I think that was a really great metaphor that you used. Um, it wasn't even a metaphor. You were just laying it down like what it is. That's what Apple's role is to society versus what Google and Facebook's roles are. Um, I mean, Either way, I think that all factors into a lot of this earnings call and why why it just felt like really tepid. Yeah. Just meh. Just kind of when, you know, the bathwater is just starting to get cold and you're like, maybe it's time I should get out. (laughs) Well, speaking of of getting out. uh, Uh, Yeah. Yes. uh, Former Google executive uh, Anthony Lewandowski Mm, uh, mm, won't be getting mm, out mm. for 18 months uh, because uh, uh, this is the executive who uh, was – you could call him one of the co-founding executives of Waymo. Uh, so been with the companies for so long that that was he was with the company since before Waymo was called Waymo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he did, he was awfully naughty in that in 2016 <laughs> he left Google and he took with him a hard drive containing thousands of internal documents. That's super naughty. That's like that's just blatant. Yeah, you know, like screw you guys. I'm gonna take all the secrets and run. Like, yeah, it's, bro. <laughs> it was more like, hey, starting my own electric uh, electric uh, trucking company will be much easier if I take all of the research that uh, Google and Alphabet have funded for me. Uh, and and it, there's an argument to be made that what he did was not so much naughty as a felony. Uh, federal mm. judges agreed with this, mm. uh, and so he was sentenced to uh, 18 months uh, after a plea deal. Uh, also, he has to. This, this is one of those. This is one of those sentences in a uh, in a in a press release the, or a news report that you 
he kind of highlight because it's an interesting turn of phrase. He also has he was also ordered to pay a uh, seven hundred and fifty million dollars uh, restitution to Waymo plus a ninety five thousand dollar fine, which three that's three quarters of a billion dollars, by the way. Yeah. So that's I mean, hopefully they'll allow him to do that in, in installments. Uh, this is, but yeah, this was pretty savage. There was, uh, they, in addition to, uh, in return for the plea, they dismissed, I think 32 other counts that had been, uh, made against him. Um, this is the judge during the sentences said, quote, this is the biggest trade secret crime I have ever seen. This was not small. This was massive in scale. Uh, Waymo released a statement. I'm quoting here, uh, Anthony, Lewandowski thefts, uh, Anthony Lewandowski's theft of autonomous technology trade secrets has been enormously disruptive and harmful to Waymo, constituted a betrayal, and the effects would likely have been even more severe had it gone undetected. Uh, so, yeah, he's so to, to note that he uh, started a autonomous trucking company called Auto, uh, which was then purchased by uh, purchased by Uber. Uh, mm, leading to mm, a multi-billion-dollar mm. lawsuit that is still pending between uh, between uh, Alphabet and Uber. Uh, there is also a lawsuit from Lewandowski for about four something billion dollars against Uber. Uh, Uber fired his butt uh, after discovering exactly how bad the situation was, and now he's saying, "Oh, well, you owe me four billion dollars." Give me f- and he's going to need that because he was, again, fined three quarters of a billion dollars uh, to to Waymo. That's uh, it. But then he gets he still gets to keep a bunch of billion. <laughs> That's oh, God. This oh, <laughs> just well, no, again, uh, I, I don't I don't know how far this all, lawsuit is, go, is going to go. That's fair, I uh, guess. But yeah. still has- well, also, well, also and this is uh, uh, I this is. My my, this is this is also a detail that keeps coming up time and time again. Uh, that uh, he's sentenced to eighteen months. It's unclear when he will have to report to jail because uh, the, the sentencing it was acknowledged that COVID is a uh, interest is a, a unique situation in which sending someone into a prison population during a COVID ec- epidemic in a situation where uh, the prison industry is not doing what it should to contain COVID within the prison population, that is a different sort of sentence than uh, it would be sentencing somebody and mm. uh, ordering them to report two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, which but I it's totally, fine which, to protect him because he all he did was do trade secrets, but not the other per- person. Yeah, right? I mean, so, so... Sorry, I'm just... Trying, I was try, I'm I was in trying that to, mood today. Sorry, everyone. I'm not sorry. <laughs> this was... Uh, the sentencing was yesterday, and in the meantime, I've been trying to... If I get to the bottom of this, I don't know whether he is uh, he is uh, under he can whether he is serving his 18 months in home confinement or whether he is in home confinement until it is determined that COVID mm-hmm. has reduced in the prison population enough that he can report and begin serving his sentence. Uh, in any event, uh, yeah, that's when when you talk, when you talk about somebody who is in a position to. Oh, if he see if he had decided to stay at Waymo and not steal thousands of documents, if it had occurred to him that perhaps he should not like uh, steal intellectual property on his way out the door, mm-hmm. his life would be in a much better track right now. I think we can yeah. both agree. Uh, this is this is why uh, we we spend our lives uh, when we write about technology, like looking at the stories of people who uh, are 
operating at the highest, the, the most, uh, the most uh, lauded, the most lofty corridors of power and influence. And it always amazes me when I find out that when you, when you find out that a lot of these people actually believe that, gee, because I'm in the executive suite of one of the most powerful companies in the world, that must mean that anything that I do is legal and proper and ethical and or any idea I have must be correct. This is oh, usually in my mind when I'm thinking about what, uh, what uh, Mark Zuckerberg thinks and does and says because I'm like – this is definitely the statement of somebody who has never had a job that they think thought they could be fired from and from the age of, from a very very young age has been untouchable in wealth and power this is i do believe that it messes just, just like being when you become like a, a a movie star at age 14 and at 30 you're still like a 20 million dollar a picture movie star that kind of forbids you to cultivate the sort of mental software that lets you put yourself yep. in perspective with the rest of the world. Because there must, the reason why I'm a billionaire now is because I'm part of the, I'm a part of a special elite sort of human. I'm a visionary. I don't, I'm, I, maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I, I don't, the reason why it appears that I'm severely underpaying my factory workers <laughs> and that, I say flipping things about how poor people have to, if they if they can't figure out how to survive in this economy, then perhaps they should they should go off and live someplace else. It's because I'm always thinking ten years into the future. I'm a visionary, you see. I'm here. I'm here inventing the future for all of you peons to enjoy. That's as opposed to people who have like had three failed businesses who are just as creative, just as inventive, just mm-hmm. as visionary, but have gone through three bankruptcies, five failed businesses, 10 failed startups. They get a sense of humility that there is a, <laughs> there, there is a brotherhood and sisterhood of humanity uh, that we all benefit from and that we all must contribute to. <sighs> So should we take a break? I think because <laughs> I feel like because <laughs> we got because now we got fun news about hardware. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, you'll want to laugh. It, se- it seems like every week for the past like two months, we've had another story about another like comedic epic leak uh, about the upcoming uh, Google Pixel Four A. Uh, you'll know you won't believe it. So the, this week is is you know no different. This time the full specs, like the full official specifications of the Pixel Four A, like appeared on the Google Store along with get this a working pre order page and a Google blog post. Uh, and on top of that, like oh, again, I this, woke is, up. this is this is this is unprecedented. Some unknown prankster also managed to get their hands on a bunch of production units and sent them to like leading tech sites and like video channels. And so all kinds of like hands-on reviews started appearing on the same day. I mean, I don't know who's going to get fired at Google about this, but clearly they, okay. Yes. I'm being funny. Yes. The official launch of the pixel Four a super uh, official was, was on, was on Monday. Um, and actually I was really, really, very pleased about this. We, we, obviously the, uh, like we said, talked about last week, Google teased, 
the the uh, the Monday release with a little online puzzle sort of thing. So I was I definitely had my eyes peeled uh, for uh, on the Google Store page to see what would happen, uh, and I was really really pleased with the numbers that were attached to this. Uh, so on the Pixel 4a, six megabytes of application RAM, which is exactly as much as I would want. Uh, a lot of the cheaper phones they cheap out with four and even two, and that leads to a lot of bad experiences. 128 gigabytes of storage, which you can get by with 64 gigs. Uh, the iPhone SE, for instance, the base model that goes for $399 uh, is 64 gigs. But that you can run out of headroom for that really, yep. really quickly, particularly if you're shooting a lot of 4K video. So 128 gigs is really in the sweet spot for that. Um, for me, the thing that the thing that would that would make me dismiss a phone from consideration of purchasing uh, is the camera. And the camera on the Pixel 4a is the same camera as the Pixel 4 minus the telephoto lens. So, But the the, the main camera and the main camera sensor, identical to the Pixel 4, uh, the 5.8-inch uh, uh, OLED display, so they didn't cheap out with LED, again, like the uh, like the iPhone, uh, ch- the cheaper iPhone. Uh, you still get the Titan M security chip, so you can do uh, contactless payments, all that sort of stuff. The price... 350 bucks, which is a really, I think it's a really good package uh, for all of that. On top of that, it supports all of the really cool pixel specific features. So you mm-hmm. get HDR plus, AS- astrophotography mode, call screening, all the live transcription uh, features. I'm not aware of a feature that's available for pixel that is not also available uh, on the pixel 4a. Uh, the downsides seem really, really easy to deal with deal with uh, a plastic body instead of uh, glass, mm-hmm. which is okay. It means that's probably less breakable. Uh, you get fingerprint unlock instead of face unlock, which is, uh, from, particularly when we're all wearing face masks, not that much of a disadvantage. Right. Also, uh, I think fingerprint unlock is secure enough for pretty much everybody. Um, you don't get the uh, – it does have the same cameras, like I said, but the uh, you don't get the Pixel Visual Core chip. So it's not as fast uh, when it's uh, saving pictures, taking pictures as uh, the Pixel 4 would be. It only comes in one color, black. Uh, the processor is a Qualcomm mid-range processor, mm-hmm. uh, the 730 or the 730G. Uh, but it is a modern processor. It just came out last summer. So it's not as though they took something from like Outback that's you know, like platform shoes and flared trousers era. It it does it is solid state. Does not run on tubes. Um, the only uh, it has a two performance high performance high power cores, six uh, efficient cores. So it's an op- uh, octa core processor. Um, the only thing to worry about there is that if you're hoping that it it probably works fine now, you might wonder if you're trying to get three or four or five years out of this, uh, what that how that's going to perform with Android 13 or 14, but okay. Um, reviewers, so they did uh, give uh, about a dozen, I think, different phones. I think a dozen, dozen and a half uh, reviewers got it early. And it's like every single review is almost identical, saying that it's not uh, – people falling over themselves to say that it's not – good for the price it's a good phone and it's well uh, it's well priced like all the things that they deleted to get the price down were things you could easily sacrifice the thing that i was one of the things i was concerned about is again if i were to buy this and use this as my main as my main phone am i going to be getting a bad camera and 
they said they side by side they did side by sides with uh, the 4a and the 4 and they said they couldn't tell the difference they were also comparing it with the iphone se and it because the, the se doesn't have uh night sight uh, modes obviously in low light photography kicks its butt so it's there's uh, the reviews seem to be saying that it still is it's as good as the pixel 4 which makes it as good as almost any other phone that's on the market um i i really really liked all of what i saw if it, it felt like we're they were taking the pixel back to the sweet spot they had when they were called nexus phones where like the, mm. the Nexus 5, which was, I think, a $400 phone, but really, really good, really, really high value. Not a premium phone by any definition, but it was accessible, it was attainable, and it really showed off uh, Android at its best. Um, so much so that I actually, bef- before I even read the reviews, I did pre-order one. Uh, so it's going to be arriving on uh, pre-orders arrive ask, August 20th. So you've decided not to do the iPhone SE then? Um, now this is, uh, here's the, there, I, you really I want through, to compare them. <laughs> I went, th- well, I went through a thinking process here because, um, I feel as though this will absolutely cover me for my day-to-day carry phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also order like a spec case for it. So a nice, nice colorful blue one. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to miss it. What I, I realized that after using my pixel one for so many years, even with four-year-old technology, it really does. The only thing I'm disappointed with is when I have the Pixel Four for testing. Uh, the pictures are a little better on the four, but not that much better. Uh, I, the performance is good. Really, what I wanted was the storage and the camera, and that's all great to me. The thinking that I went through is that I do uh, want to add a, a newer iPhone to my to my library, so to speak, and the iPhone SE might be that phone. But I'm going to wait until the end of the year to see what Apple releases. And I'm hoping that I can purchase last year's iPhone uh, uh, iPhone 11 Pro for something like five or $600. So if I can get a serious upgrade in camera, uh, not only will it cover my problem of I need to have my, – my, my, my most recent – uh, iPhone that I actually own that's not a loaner is an iPhone six. So just to make sure I can test out like the latest software and the, the and everything, I need to have new hardware. But also I would like to have like a really 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 super good pocket camera for when I don't want to carry like my really good camera with me. And the iPhone SE, it's cl- see this this is it really did color my uh, how I interpret the iPhone SE. The iPhone SE is a really really great phone. Not the least of which because they took the exact same CPU that they've got in the in their Premier phone. So you know that, however, if if Apple typically supports an iPhone with five, six, seven years of software updates, that CPU is going to be solid for almost the entire life of this thing until it collapses into dust. Um, however, the screen is not great. The camera is good, but not as good as what I'd be buying if I bought like a, the, the regular Premier line phone. It's not, it seems as though uh, they didn't make the same good choices that uh, that, uh, the, that that Google made in saying trading off things that are not terribly important while adding the stuff that is important. I mean, for instance, it's not, it's not bezel-less, but the bezels are really, really tiny. It has a keyhole, uh, like a hole punch, sorry, uh, display so uh, the display takes up almost the entire phone so it's a large large display i think it's actually even larger 
than the it's iPhone larger than the iPhone SE. It's even a hair larger than the Pixel Four. Again, just like a hair larger, and so that's that's why I went that way. Um, even so, now uh, Google was in uh, in danger of uh, of 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 uh, sabotaging the sales of this of this phone. They pre-announced slash acknowledged the future existence of. Uh, a 5G version of the Pixel 4a, which will be going for 499 bucks, and the Pixel 5, of which they said nothing, uh, without offering any further details, no pricing about the Pixel 5, no scheduling what's going to be released. Uh, I had no problem in foregoing the 5G version of the 4a because I don't think 5G is going to be a thing for another few years at least. Uh, and also the Pixel 5, I really think this is a good year to sit out a year of flagship pixel phones it it seems as though they're gonna it seems as though they need a rebuilding year uh particularly when we heard about what rick osterlow was <laughs> kind of chewed out the pixel 4 team for oh the battery is weak and i don't think this is really really good and i don't think he did a good enough job the battery on the pixel uh, 4a is 31 something uh, milliamp hours most of the reviewers were saying it's more than enough to get you through an entire day although i, although I will say this is this is going to be interesting because Usually when I get a new phone, like the, my test is going to be like when I have business in, in, in the city and I'm spending the entire day, I'm, I'm leaving the house at like 8, 10 in the morning to catch a train into town. I'm using it as a mobile hotspot. I'm using it over the course of the day. I'm taking pictures. I'm not going to be back home until like 9 or 10. I'm not going to have that opportunity <laughs> to test out the 4A this way. Similarly, this is going to be the first time in what must be 10 years that I'm not going to the Boston Public Library to take like my sample pictures. And that really hurts because at this point, it is so easy for me to see whether a camera is good or not or if it's not so good, what it doesn't do so well because I take the exact same dozen right. pictures from the exact same spots. Right. And I can tell you that, oh, okay, I really – that the, the John Singer Sarge mural that and uh, in, in the ceiling there i really should be able to see the stars that are in the, the side of that black and i don't really see them in this one okay i really should see transitions here like uh so i'm gonna have to figure something out <sighs> i am i mean yay pixel finally I, I can tell people about the pixel 4a um of course we still have to look forward to the pixel 4a 5g and the pixel 5 no additional details but it's down the line so more phones that people can't afford to buy because everybody's losing their job. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Wow. Um, Andy, do you mind if I take the next little Samsung one to kind of get me you? out of my little hole? And also because I had to I got up super early this morning kind of to watch it, but also because I tried to get up before my daughter because I'm trying not to, like, wake up to a screaming person. I'm trying to, like, you know have a quieter morning where I can, you know, just go waddle downstairs and, you know. Um, okay. So I watched the Samsung event this morning. And so Samsung also had an unpacked event this week. So it also launched a bunch of new hardware. Um, before it kind of went to all the hardware news, uh, Samsung promised three years of updates for all of its smartphone devices. Yay. So I guess that's And hopefully great. something less than three years before you get the... <laughs> The next Android update. I was get perfect, perfect, <laughs> absolutely, Andy. Samsung also announced what we were expecting: the Galaxy Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. It's going for a thousand and thirteen hundred each. 
So that's a lot of money compared to what we were just talking about with the Pixel 4a. Um, Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 and S7 Plus. This one was very interesting. 650 and 850 respectively for the starting prices. Now, the interesting thing is that Samsung is kind of still the OEM that's doing tablets for Android. We're not really, besides kind of like the low-end budget or kid-friendly tablets, we don't really have a tablet for those of us professional adults. And this is... This is supposed to be for that demographic. Um, interesting. There was a lot of I was kind of tuning in and out of the event because I was also managing Mona. But as we were listening to the event this morning, I was kind of listening in about all of the little cross-platform features that they offer. Lots of uh, Microsoft, 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 just to kind of like really hone in that they have this partnership, Microsoft, which is what a lot of people rely on for Enterprise and business, which, yes, true. But I personally would have loved to see a Chromebook tablet come out of this. Yeah, I think I would love to see Samsung do that. I mean, they've really wowed me with whatever their Chromebook was that released earlier this year. And so I would love to see them do that with Chromebook tablets. Since apparently it's still a thing. Lenovo is making them. <laughs> I know the, the Slate, Pixel Slate didn't really wow audiences, but... There seems to be a tiny, like a manufacturer with a giant manufacturing line could put this together and, you know, put that into the world. So I, I would have preferred a Chrome OS variant instead of whatever this, it also runs Dex situation yeah. is. And I know that some people are like, but that's great. Dex is, Dex is like just what I need for what I want to do. But I don't want to learn another platform at this point. I just kind of want to stick to what I know. I don't want to have to like, get used to something new and, you know, but I think Jason Howell, my co-host at All About Android, um, I was watching him on the live stream this morning and he made a really good point that there's just some people who really want to be a part of the ecosystem, the Samsung ecosystem, which is exactly what this morning's event was all about. Um, Samsung Galaxy Watch 3, I don't know that this is going to take me away from my active because I'm still getting what I need from my active, which is battery life and fitness tracking. Small, thin, light, slightly larger screen. Again, not something that I'm really, I want a small screen. I don't want a big screen on my wrist. I'm not watching movies on my wrist. I'm just peeking at it when I need it. Um, new O2 sensor. So for max O2 during workout, um, also a blood oxygen saturation monitor. So a lot of these little things that kind of got added to smartwatches in the ecosystem. I know the Apple Watch is just really going for it with that ECG ability. And apparently now the Galaxy Watch 3 that it's had its ECG approved for the US, it can show you uh, results from that. Other countries will get results to blood pressure, all these new little ways that people can be helped by. This is where I think the real utility of wearables is. It's in all the health stats. It's for people who really just want to have access to that and get a little more universal usage from the wearable. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, the the moment that there is a watch that really does like a reliable uh, reliable job of monitoring uh, blood oxygen saturation and blood pressure, that would be, no matter who makes it and what it's compatible or not compatible with, it would be hard for me not to buy it because um, my, I'm, I'm one of the people who didn't really think about blood oxygen saturation until COVID-19 
so I'm mm. one of the people who like now owns <laughs> owns a, a blood saturation uh, meter because knowing that that it, it, it's a, it's such a it's such a uh, obvious thing once it's pointed out to you that uh, part of the part of what's really important to like if you think that you're if you think that you're sick and you don't know if you're really sick like okay how much oxygen is in your blood is are your lungs and that's the answer to the question are your lungs functioning and so it's just as a way of like putting this thing mine is the you know the kind that clips onto your finger mm-hmm. and just to clip it on your finger say nope 98% blood oxygen saturation okay that's normal so clearly everything's <laughs> clearly this is just the cold i don't have to i don't have to worry about it um but also and blood pressure another thing where you know, there, there are times where the, the, the human body is not necessarily perfect. There are times where you feel a little bit woozy, and it could be just because, oh, geez, three o'clock, and I haven't like I, I forgot to eat today, or, uh, or, or for any number of of simple things that you know are not are not indicative of a health problem, but. Uh, just like as, when you're pregnant and you have uh, low blood pressure like me and there right. are there were things that I really needed to monitor to kind of get a handle of what was going on with my body. It really does help to have yeah. this and you can have this utility for a starting price of four hundred dollars, <laughs> which is not bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, for, not for paying it does. medical bills. And like it like it's like a, all, all I was saying is that it's not just. Um, it's not just useful for gee, I feel a little bit woozy. I wonder if I, I'm, I wonder if my blood pressure is lower. I wonder if what's going on. And then mm-hmm. I'm gonna press a button and do it. The it's just as what's really really handy is if um, you can get an answer to the question of not just what's my blood pressure right now, but what is you, what is normally my my blood pressure and what is my right. what does my blood pressure do over the course of the day? And not only that, but yeah. Uh, I've <laughs> when I got when I got my my uh, the first Apple Watch that had the ECG the EKG monitor that like and I, I got got that in for review and I charged it up and once it was like charged and ready and I had it all installed I'm like okay Andy we're gonna we're we're gonna put this on our wrist right now and sometime in the next ten or fifteen minutes it might tell you that hey I don't know if you've been in an ambulance in the past two weeks but if you haven't. Why don't you just jump on it? You know what? Why don't I call an ambulance for you? So my, my wasn't a real fear, but it was like I've never I've never had any health problems. I never felt like I've had any heart problems. But like, is it going to find out that oh, you have a really super irregular heartbeat, and I'm amazed that you're alive right now? You should really check this out. Uh, it's uh, this is this is the sort of stuff that would be more interest. It's more interesting when you have a watch that can do all that sort of stuff and say. Not only is your blood pressure a little low, this plus this plus this. I'm not. I am not. I stress that I am not FDA approved to diagnose anything. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying this is freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and that perhaps, uh, perhaps you shouldn't get, jump into an ambulance, but perhaps you should schedule an appointment with your general physician. And here's a PDF <laughs> with lots of things underlined and colored in red about why your watch was starting to freak out, uh, freak out for you right now. Now the the only problem though is that now. This might be even for four hundred dollars. Okay, that's within the realm of reality. I think for top tier sort of like fitness watch, smart watch, health watch. Right. The problem is this is this is a Samsung device, and if if even if I got one for review and I strapped it on, and after three days I said, "Oh my God, here's your O2 reading. Here's your blood pressure. Here's your here's your ECG. You're in the middle of a health crisis right now." I would think. 
Yeah, but you know what, Samsung Watch? I remember a few years ago when you also said that I could securely unlock this phone with my face and that I couldn't just simply hold up a picture to it. And But then it turned out that I could just hold up a picture to it and it would unlock. Samsung, what are the chances that you screwed this one up and didn't really do all the work that you needed to do to make this really work? Whereas if Apple does it, I trust that they did it correctly. If Google did it, I would trust them to do it correctly. And it's, I mean, it's, it, it does say but something to that Samsung's credit, they've been doing it a lot longer than Google has. Uh, well, sometimes again, they, they were the first people to have face unlocked, but they were the, really the first people to screw it up. Right. But you got to You got to start somewhere. <laughs> and at least, yeah, but okay. You miss between... half the shots you don't take. Uh, but that... don't, see, I don't want, I don't want the anyway. sort of shot that tells me, uh, is it gonna? This is gonna cost me at least fifteen hundred dollars for my deductible. If I if I go to the if I go like because if I tell the doctor, hey, my 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 super stupid watch they just got to review tells me that I'm having a heart attack, he's gonna have to hook me up to machines that cost money, and I'm gonna have to ask, okay, doc, I know that you're within your cover, you're in, in my insurance covered circle. Is this machine in this covered circle, or is this? There's this like a, a Harvard Community Health Plan machine mm. being used by a Blue Cross. Ugh. I I mean I, I understand. I just don't think that I just don't think that I don't see Samsung as that hallmark of quality where I just assume that they 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 didn't at some point forget to convert like metric to decimal and that's why it says your blood pressure is like eight hundred over a <laughs> thousand. Hell, I've called a, I've called a medical helicopter to crash through the window and yank I, you into. Yeah. I understand what you mean, but I but I do want to give Samsung the credit for. I mean, look, they're not Garmin. I know that like Garmin comes with that brand um, recognition of being like, this is what I need for fitness. This is what I need for like working out and being active. And I know that we don't immediately have that association with Samsung and health. But at the same time, like I did not have the association of Apple and health when the Apple watch came out, like that was not, I wasn't thinking that the Apple watch was, you know, I, I think maybe I just want to give Samsung a little more credit okay. here. And and I say that also just because I have been using their wearable and I did use it at a time when I needed stats sure. and it came through for me. So, but at the same time, it does run Tizen and the apps that would take advantage of those particular features maybe aren't the most robust. And I think that's a very fair assessment to make. And maybe those definitely you're not sure as much as Samsung has like a developer program and everything that it does. Um, if it's if it's not taking off in the U.S., you know, how do you get how do you get full usability from that as an American consumer? using the product, if that makes sense. True. Yeah. A um, couple other little announcements that came out of this Samsung event. The Samsung Galaxy Buds Live. They're beans. Uh, they have active noise can- cancellation, uh, bigger drivers, better mics, 160 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty damn good compared to... A- a- Apple has to, has a lot to answer to at this point. Uh, given that their their versions of the AirPods cost like do they though because because that's what the kids are still going to be asking their parents for so eh. you know well, what I mean yeah and their parents would much rather spend one hundred sixty dollars than two hundred sixty dollars at the at this point having yes. noise cancellation truly wireless earbuds it's not the special thing that it once was 
And now, now, now like having seen a... so many, so many of Hollywood and government's beautiful people like uh, doing interviews from home, that, those sticks that are hanging off their ear, they 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 do look kind of goofy. They do I mean, look goofy, but it's it, it's it, the Gen Z aesthetic is having them on. Eh. So as long as they keep that going, I'm just saying it never underestimate okay. the power of a child who's trying really hard to fit in. Just because try and explain to conform. Try to explain conform. to a tween why they should get one pair of earbuds over another, and the tween's gonna be like, Do you think I care? Like, do you think I have the attention span to listen to this justification? Like, pony up the money or I'm going to go get a job. Go get a job. Uh, last. People last, judge you from your brands. It's true. Oh, God. Just get those Yeezys, not the knockoffs, but the real Yeezys. Please don't get the Yeezys. Kanye doesn't need the money. We got to stop encouraging him. He needs <laughs> He needs what he needs is rehabilitation uh samsung galaxy z fold 2 5g was the was the finishing act the closing act that's what i meant to say was the closing act of uh of this event so it's got a better hinge flexible glass two thousand bucks same price as before uh samsung showed off their celebrity partnerships with this particular mention, you know, they got BTS, which is the giant Korean boy band group, which I absolutely adore. But uh, they had, you know, it's a big thing to kind of have that kind of star power at your event. And it just kind of it felt it, it's very MTV, I have to say. It's a very True. MTV move. Um, and if you buy the Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G, because that's not a mouthful, you'll get a free Samsung Gear Active Watch. So that's nice. Uh, the new Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G, I'm just going to say its full name, uh, it it looks a lot nicer, a lot sturdier than that first generation one. Um, I'm hoping that we don't have the same issues with reviews and screens peeling back and all that as we did with the first generation. I'm sure Samsung is, I'm sure that whoever was working on this was like, cannot have the same repeat of last time <laughs> it looks nicer but it definitely is again one of those really niche sort of situations i hope that this uh pricing schematic by the way doesn't pass down to the surface duo because yeah. i am so eager for that thing to come out yeah me and too. i and i have the lg velvet which is not a traditional dual screen device, but it has, you know, the little case. And that still is around like $700 for the full package. I still don't want to pay that much. And I know that sounds <laughs> like flow, but that's how much these things cost. And I, I know the tablet that Samsung announced is a starting price of $650. So I kind of feel like I need to set my expectations if I want the kind of performance that I think I want from this kind of device. Um, $2,000, again, this makes it a very much a fan a fan purchase yeah or it's it, it's the sort of thing that they that or a they bleeding have to, edge per they, uh, they have to yeah they have to make it sell it as a luxury thing because they can't manufacture lots and lots of them although i will say now after, after having said nasty things about samsung recently in the show i will say that the one one of the good things about samsung is that uh time and time and time again they will release a version one of something They're like, oh, ha, ha, look, the, the hinge breaks. Nah, ha, look, the plastic screen. <laughs> and then like two or three generations later, you're like, holy crap. 
That's cool. That's the thing. We uh, look. I know Samsung's got its thing. It's that it trips on with regards to software. But when it comes to hardware, like this company knows, it does yep. a lot of R and D. There's a reason that they're the number one selling Android brand in the world. Um, it's it all makes sense when you think about it. And I think we really need to start seeing Samsung as the Sony of this generation. Because yeah. I know that, you know what I mean? Like, they, they're the ones to kind of go to for premium hardware. And um, and and Samsung, there's a lot of people who really have pride in the brand. And we have to remember that. And I know that it's, like, easy to make fun of them because they've had follies along the way. The Galaxy Fold, the first gen, um, the Galaxy Note 7, and whew, that scary fiasco. Um <laughs> I think that also speaks to the prowess that Samsung has in, in the tech world. And that's a reason we cover them on this Google podcast because they're such yeah. a big driver of Android. This tablet they announced runs Android. The watch that they announced runs Tizen, but it integrates with Android. So these are all important things to really um, take into account. And uh, I guess we'll wait and see how these perform in the world. So like I said, two really interesting pieces of software or software enhancements that were released by Google actually just today and yesterday, I think. Um, now there's been uh, the people, the analysts who tear apart all the developer APKs have been telling us for a long time that Google was finally getting around to giving Android a version of Apple's AirDrop. This thing, sort of thing where you just need to give, give somebody who's nearby a file or a photo or something or, or a link, uh, but you don't want to have to like email it to them or, or maybe you're on a plane or something. You don't even have like an internet connection to share between the two of you. Uh, so they've they've uh, they've created something called they've called it nearby share uh, and it is now live and or rolling out for all phones that are running Android six and newer. It seems to work almost exactly like AirDrop does. Uh, you get a, a new option in the standard sharing sheet where whatever it is, uh, it will find any uh, devices nearby that have the nearby share features activated. And if that target has said, yes, by all means, make my, make me discoverable by people who want to share stuff via nearby share. Uh, and it will determine what is the best, meth, best method possible of sharing this, this item, either Bluetooth, Bluetooth LE, WebRTC, or peer-to-peer Wi-Fi. So, yes, it even works when you have, uh, when you have absolutely no connection to the Internet whatsoever. Um, and it's uh, the privacy is, again, much like AirDrop. Uh, on your receiving end, you can either be totally you can you can create a setting uh, so that you're either totally hidden, meaning that nobody can see your phone, uh, it's invisible to nearby share, or uh, available to all your contacts, or just available to some contacts. Uh, some contacts. Um, I don't know. I don't have it yet. I don't know if you can do the increasingly useful thing. Uh, on airdrop where you could just simply say nope give any give I'll, I'll accept anything from anybody which is you would think it's a security nightmare but one of the positive things about this is that um, in the blog post google made the point of saying that it doesn't share it doesn't share your contacts it can actually be done completely anonymously so if you think about being at a protest for instance and you want to you want to basically share a document of hey look here's where we're going here's where we're moving to next uh, without having to give away like hi I'm the person who's organizing this that could actually be a very very empowering thing um, as I should 
say that as it's probably not a good idea for most people under most circumstances because if you leave that open like on a, on a commuter train, you might receive all kinds of links and pictures that you don't want to receive. Uh, but at least that would be a possibility. Now, uh, like I said, it works on uh, all Android uh, 6 phones and up, ideally. Um, and we're just saying how Samsung is kind of a premier brand. It's available to, according to the blog post, Pixel and select Samsung phones starting today. Um, and it's kind of spread out to more devices in the near future. And it's delivered via a Play Store update, like so many features are added. So you don't need mm. to get a new version of Android or anything. Um, and there's uh, this, and all, a lot of the conversation about this when it was just a rumor was that uh, Google is trying to get a version of they, – they, they've announced that it's going to be coming to Chromebooks in the coming months. There is a right. rumor – that it will at some point be available to any device that's running a, a Chrome browser, which would be pretty awesome. Uh, but that's just a rumor at some point. They have committed to Chromebooks. They have committed to uh, all Android 6 phones and up eventually. Uh, so looks pretty – I mean, the, the frustration that you get when I, – I, I almost there, – there are times where I'm almost like talking to these inanimate objects saying uh, – although it's been like – Look, I just want to take this phone that I took with my Android phone and move it on to my Pixel Chromebook that's been – both of them have been made by Google, Google hardware, running Google software on a Google operating system. Why is this so freaking hard? And the ability Without to uploading it to Google Drive and then I have like three right. – copies of the same thing spread out across platforms and it's just i like to see all of these little things being added to kind of make everything work together um more interchangeably and i we do need to see nearby share work for chrome os because the whole point of this is to have it be like airdrop and airdrop is a mac os thing that was introduced to make it easier to sync up with your ios devices so this would just you know this would make the ecosystem work better. And that's that's ultimately, that should be the goal, I think. Yeah, just a, a cozy, what, seven, eight, nine years after AirDrop <laughs> came available for, for iOS. Has it but been we got that it now, long? Record, yeah, something like that. Wow. I, I remember because I was, uh, for the first year, I was frustrated as I hell. I because... like it was yesterday. Sorry, no, I'm, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just... I'm sorry, I, I, was speaking, I was speaking, so I didn't hear what you said. No, I was saying... It, I was pretending to be you. I was remember it like it was yesterday, and then I was imagining a, a cloud bubble. Well, I do, well, sorry, I, I, I do re, I do remember because it involved anger <laughs> about oh. saying, "Okay, so let me get this straight. My iPad has AirDrop, and my iPhone has AirDrop, but I can't AirDrop between my iPhone and my iPad for reasons you're not willing to explain." Good, fine. Wonderful, and it was also the situation where it was. I was I was uh, covering an event, and I was going to be writing my my column like on the iPad. And I'd taken pictures on my iPhone, and I was in the hotel. I didn't I didn't have the internet between us to uh, two devices, and like I was so stand and that that went to level two of anger at Apple, saying that you know, and if this were like just. Too, too bad that this doesn't support like standard file system because I, I wouldn't need a dongle to eh. – anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll, we'll hope that the first edition of Nearby Share works better than the first editions of AirDrop. Um, the other thing worth mentioning is actually pretty cool and it's actually cooler the more you think about it and uh, and uh, uh, and, and uh, 
investigated. Um, we're familiar with the Files app, the standard Google Files app for navigating and manipulating files on your Android devices. Um, they've added a brand new, they're calling, quote, safe folder feature. Um, and it's simple in concept. It allows you to create a folder that is protected by a four-digit PIN that obviously nobody can access unless they have going through the files app and they have access to your pin. Not only that, but if you go out, if you if you uh, if you multitask, switch out of of uh, the uh, the files app, go to make another app the foreground, and then go back into the files app, you have to enter your pin all over again. So it makes uh, and the uh, it which seems like again that's a handy extra feature, but the way that they describe it uh, google in the google blog post here i'm going to actually quote the entire uh the the entire uh, thing here mm-hmm. in many places around the world sharing a personal device with spouses siblings or children mm. is often a cultural expectation especially for women sharing mm. a device can be beneficial but it comes with the risk that others might access your personal files as mm. part of google's research we hear the perspectives of people like shaina a woman in Bangladesh whose children use her phone after school both to learn and to play. Shayna worries that her important files could be accidentally shared or deleted. For Rashid, a father in India, the lack of privacy means he can't keep his identity documents on his phone even if he needs them for job applications. Mm. Uh, and uh, importantly, the Google blog post is uh, uh, tagged Google Asia uh, making privacy personal files. Uh, and I've uh, that it's part of the it's a sign of the times that we live in that in addition to the stuff that was uh, in addition to the stuff that the situations that are mentioned here that again uh, a woman's phone is expected to be shared with the family uh, in many situations there are also situations in which you don't know if a spouse or a family member is grabbing your phone at when you don't know about it to poke around and see if there's anything in there that they don't cotton to or they don't approve of and that's uh if they had a way of getting past like the 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 pin or the face unlock uh so there'd be that extra level of security it it seems like a simple thing that uh to my mind as a white dude living uh, living in uh living the united states seems like okay that'd be kind of nice to have an extra layer of security uh in other parts of the world that's quite more than a a nice feature a nice piece of nice convenience to have it's worth noting that there's already so many file browsers that have done this, like they have allowed you to basically put certain files behind either a fingerprint unlock or a separate pen or just to have it even like extra encrypted. Um, So third party apps have been doing this for years before Google added it to its official uh, official app. But I, but I, I will say this is one of the things that Google is very good at. It's very good at um, choosing these really specific situations and kind of bringing uh, bringing light to them see this is why i was so like angry at the beginning of this podcast (laughs) because google does have the power to do this sort of thing (sighs) it all comes back around you see it all comes back around (laughs) i just i would love for somebody to just say you know what it is screwed up that you have to do all of this that you have to be a parent and have a career and be a part of your community so we're going to help you. And so, just anyway. <laughs> but yes. Uh yeah. Put things put things behind a wall. Yeah. And it's and yeah, it it is worth noting that this is a common feature in other file uh file apps. 
it's important that it, people are there's the problem of discoverability though that how uh, it's if this is if the files app is something that more people if we make the argument that more people are likely to have found and installed the files app strictly because it is a Google branded app mm-hmm. um, it should have as many features that are relevant to the world as uh, as is possible. And it, co- it would come, I'm assuming, pre-installed on like Android One phones or, you know, other phones sold around the world since it comes pre-installed yeah. on the Pixel. Um, and I, it comes on every Android phone now. The OnePlus that I have has two of them, has two yeah. file browsers, the OnePlus one and the uh, the Google one. So it's, it's all, and then there's the thousands of them that are in the Play Store. I just wrote about this, by the way, for Android Police, which is why it's like super fresh on my mind. I just looked at a bunch of file browsers and it's kind of it's kind of incredible how much this is a side note, slightly related but unrelated. It's kind of incredible how much the developer community has added utility to the operating system just yeah. through apps. And uh, anyway, yeah. And, and you're 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 absolutely right about uh, the uh, Google One and the Android One uh, f- uh, versions of apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty significant that the, the blog post uh, is uh, co-authored by uh, two product managers from the Next Billion Users uh, group, uh, and this is Next Billion Users is something that uh, Google started talking about uh, at a uh, which Google I/O was it? I think it was three years ago, maybe four. It's been around for a long time where they're making the point of a flying the flag. It was 2016. It started with when Sundar became the head of Android. Right. That was a thing that he really talked about, which I think was 2014. And then I think 2016, there was a big uh, inclusion of that in Google. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very aspirational sort of uh, goal for a company like Google where they're not talking when they talk about the next billion users, they're not talking about well, there must be some reason why we've only we only have a bi- there are, there are seven or eight billion people on the planet. And we only have a billion users. We have to mm. find a way to market to sell to there. There's uh, the 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 whole idea of this campaign is that there are there are people that we're not reaching with technology. Yeah. Partly, it's because. We we can't have technology make assumptions about, for instance, what is the speed of your internet connection and what is the reliability of your internet connection, and that's why Google One uh, the One versions of apps are all about let's 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 use as little internet as let, let's get the let's uh, satisfy the request of the user by downloading the by communicating the least with the internet possible let's also when they if in parts of the world where people basically go to a wi-fi hotspot to get all their internet transactions done let's make these apps work so that they cache as much stuff as possible to let people then like use this map data or use this news data later on when they're when they're without a good internet connection so this is a, a highly highly positive thing and it's not just the sort of thing where it's it was good for a keynote, and I've sort of forgotten about it two mm-hmm. or three or four or five years later. Ooh, that was a packed. We had a packed episode. There's a lot of stuff that's. It's only Wednesday. It's still morning here in the West Coast. Yes, so that was still humid here in the East Coast. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know no, no, I'm no. A, a, every time you see me, I'm wearing a sweater, and you're like, <sighs> no, no, no. It's, it's also also like so, and I've. We've, I've decided that I've got I've got to turn off all the fans in the office while we're recording because it's it's more work for our poor our, our, our editor Jim has so much to do as, as it is 
So bless, <laughs> well, bless, if, bless if you, I, Jim. If I can turn off the fans to give him one less thing to edit out, <laughs> in yeah. addition, to, in addition to the 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 rapid fire machine gun profanities that I'm putting in every third sentence. I mean, goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. A few people only knew what these raw what these uh, raw audio files look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Flo, what's what have people got to look forward to from the flow Flowniverse I in mean, the next I- week? I mentioned I have a new little article up at Android Police about uh, file browsers. But other than that, I'm I'm working on so much. I'm still working on like a bunch of roundup hardware roundups right now and guides and just like lots of testing. So FlorenceIon.com. And also I put up a new little website layout. I made my website look super simple. I was just feeling for something simple and nostalgic. So I'm trying something new with with my website because I just kind of want it to be a repository for my thoughts and like the articles that I don't really want to bother selling, if that makes sense. Like sometimes you just want to bang out five five sentences and just say like, I really just want to give you this suggestion because I've been doing it, but I can only write maybe five sentences about it. So that's, we'll see if, we'll see if I can maintain a little bit of, (laughs) we'll see. So look forward to, to enjoying your live journal. Listen, you know I married my husband because I met him through Live Journal. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> naturally, it's a part of me. That's just, I mean, that's where this whole thing started. Yeah. <sighs> see, people. See, it's 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 funny. I mean, going. I won't go into another tangent, particularly this late <laughs> in the show. But of course, we we're talking. Uh, we we're talking earlier about Anthony Lewandowski going to prison, mm-hmm. and part a part of his statement, like after the sentencing, saying he hopes he can get back to his lifetime dream and goal of changing the world like yeah okay anyway uh, but it's this is this is the sort of thing where uh, when you develop something that is infrastructure especially when it's social inf- infrastructure there are people who they're uh, at this point live journal is just a blip on their cv a blip on their resume they're not aware that there is an entire human being who would on this planet right now that would not exist if it not for the work they did creating live journal and making its social features work correctly. Uh, and that's, that's the sort of thing that can put a smile on any software engineer's mm-hmm, face. Mm-hmm. <sighs> As for me, um, I am off NPR on Friday. I've been moved to Monday this week because okay. uh, we have, uh, we have uh, WGBH has a full docket or rather fuller than usual for Friday. So I'm going to be on Monday, uh, WGBHnews.org or 89.7 FM. Uh, tune in at 1 p.m. You can stream it live or later on. I'll have an extra weekend to hopefully be uh, four or five days smarter than I am right now about some of these <laughs> topics that we're discussing today. That'll do it for us this week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, everybody, have a wonderful seven days. Bye. Bye.